Greetings, Peninsula Hope Church. I'm David, and I'm here to tell you God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. It's my privilege to bring today's message to you, and it comes from Isaiah chapter 55, and I've entitled it, God is in Control. To help me, I brought a prop. I brought a picture. This picture shows Isaiah 55, the first part of verse 13, which says, Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And then there's a picture of a thorn, and a fir tree, and a briar, and a myrtle tree. To me, this verse is saying that God is going to overcome obstacles, thorns and briars, and make blessings, fir trees and myrtle trees. God's going to turn obstacles into blessings. And certainly, in the making of this message, I've experienced my share of obstacles. They've been small like thorns and briars, but nonetheless obstacles. And by doing this message, I have been blessed. God's blessed me. Definitely fir trees and myrtle trees. So, I've entitled the message, God is in Control. There's four main parts. The first part is God's invitation. The second part is our response. The third part, God is in control. And the fourth part, share in God's blessings. Share in God's blessings. So let me read from Isaiah chapter 55. Let me first start in prayer. Pray with me, please. Thank you, God in heaven, that you are in control. Thank you that you love us and you have a wonderful life plan for us. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who made all that possible. I pray that your Holy Spirit can use the message of Isaiah to reach hearts and speak to minds. Amen. Okay, now let me read Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to start with the first chunk, the first five verses. And they go like this from the New American Standard. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters. And all you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear, and come to me. Listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I've made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. God's Invitation In verse 1, all who are thirsty are invited to the waters. Water quenches our thirst. When I'm thirsty, there's a lot of things I can drink, but only water truly quenches that thirst. Well, this passage is talking about spiritual thirst, spiritual longing, and only God satisfies that spiritual longing, our spiritual thirst. It's been said, we have a God-shaped hole in our hearts. That is, only God can fill that hole. We try with achievements. We try 
with acquisitions. We try with people, but none of those truly satisfy. Only God really meets that deep, deep longing in our hearts. God loves us enough that he saw that we become separated from him. That's called sin. And when we're separated, we can't bridge that gap. Nothing we can do can get us back right with God, can get us in relationship with God. God loves us enough. He saw that, and he bridged the gap. He sent his son Jesus to bridge that gap for us. Now the passage talks about all who have no money to come by and eat. Salvation is free to us, but it's not free. The price to be paid for our sin, for our separation, was Jesus' life. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price. He bridged the gap. He made it possible for us to be in relationship with God. Because Jesus paid the price, we don't have to. Salvation is free. God invites us to be in relationship with him. God invites us to come to him, just like the passage invites all who are thirsty to come and drink for free. This is the God loves you part of the message. God loves you and has a wonderful part planned for your life. And this is the part where God loves you, loves you so much that he invites you to be in relationship with him. And he made that way possible. The next section is our response to God's invitation. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 and 7, and they go like this. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. Our response. Verse 6 makes it clear that we are to respond to God's invitation. Verse 7 makes it clear that this is a spiritual matter. God is calling for a spiritual response to his spiritual invitation. Now, God's invitation is like any gift. It's not ours till we accept it, till we open it, till we take it, till we use it. God's invitation calls for a response on our part. If you've not had a chance to respond to God's invitation, to accept Jesus' sacrifice for your sin, for your separation, to accept Jesus as the bridge to make you able to be in relationship with God, please consider accepting that invitation now. The verse makes it clear that this won't be this offer won't be open forever. It says, call upon the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. For those of us that have, for those of us that are part of God's family, for those of us that are children of God, for those of us in relationship with him, there's more to this invitation. God wants to use us to accomplish his purposes. We've experienced salvation God wants to use us to share his salvation and his love with others who don't know him, who need his love. God wants to use us to do his work, not only his heavenly work, but here on earth now. God wants to use us to help bring his kingdom 
here on earth to spread his love, to spread his joy. So the first point was God's invitation. The second point was our response. Point three is God is in control. Verses 8 to 11 of Isaiah 55 say, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God is in control. Verses 8 and 9 tell us God's thoughts aren't our thoughts. They're higher. And God's ways are not our ways. They're better. God has our best interests in mind, even if we're not quite sure what that is. I know many times I think I know what I want, and I get what I think I want, and I realize it's not what I want. It doesn't satisfy me. And then I need to find something else, get something else, do something else. God's not like that. God is our good, good Heavenly Father who loves us so much that He doesn't necessarily give us what we want, but He always gives us what we need. Verses 10 and 11 say that God will accomplish what He desires and that He will always achieve His intended purposes. God has offered us the opportunity to be in relationship with Him and to participate in His work. And if you've accepted that opportunity, your Heavenly Father has your best interests in mind, not only in, for, not only in heaven for eternity, but also here on earth for the present. Your Heavenly Father who's in control will accomplish all that He desires and will always achieve His intended purposes. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And this is the wonderful plan for your life part of the message. God's invitation and our opportunity to accept it is the God loves you part. And the fact that God's in control is the wonderful plan for your life part of the message. And the reason God's plan is wonderful is because he wants to use us. And by using us, he wants to bless us. And that's the fourth point, sharing God's blessing. Isaiah 55, verses 12 and 13 say, You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown. For an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Share God's blessings. Verse 12 describes God's kingdom of peace and joy, and certainly God's wonderful plan is a world of peace and joy. And that brings us back to verse 13. You may have noticed in the initial picture that I'd used the King James Version, and it translated the words thorn and briar singular and then it translated the tree fir tree. 
And then in the New International, Ver New International Version that I just read, the tree is translated as juniper. Um, fir tree or juniper tree, they're still a blessing to me. But it translated thorn as thornbush. And it translated briar as briars, plural. And sometimes I feel like my problems aren't a thorn and a briar. I feel like my problems are a thorn bush and a briar patch. So you might have noticed the differences in translation. I, I kind of like the New International Version. When I first looked at this verse, when I first studied this verse, it meant a lot to me. God turned obstacles into blessings. And I saw that in the lives of others. And I shared this passage and, and the verse, verse 13, the first part of it in particular, with others. And it meant a lot to them too. But when I looked at the last part of verse 13, it talks about, this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. And God certainly did take my little thorn and turn it into a fir tree or juniper tree. And I appreciate that blessing. God did take my little briar, my obstacle, and turn it into a myrtle tree, a blessing. And I appreciate that. But they were not big blessings that were going to be enduring signs, everlasting signs. When I looked at what other people were going through, you know, our day-to-day -day problems, they weren't everlasting signs. And I thought, maybe there's a bigger message here for a bigger group of people. So Peninsula Hope Church, maybe this is also a message for us. Maybe God has something bigger that he wants to do. Maybe the Holy Spirit is going to move, and this is our invitation to participate. We are certainly going through troubled and difficult times right now. Maybe even for some, kind of a dark period. Maybe thorn bushes. Maybe a briar patch. But God does promise light at the end of the tunnel. And maybe God wants to use us to help bring that light, to bring his love, to bring his light to maybe the Bay Area, maybe beyond. If God is inviting us, it's because he wants to use us to reach out to others who need him. If God is inviting us, it's because he wants to bless us by using us. If God is inviting us, it's because, as it says in the Bible, instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. If God is inviting us, it's because, as it says, this will be something for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. If God is inviting us, we have the opportunity to accept that invitation or decline that invitation. But I'm also reminded of verse 11 in our passage. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God will do his great works with us or without us. Regardless, God is in control. Peninsula Hope Church, respond with me please in prayer. God, who is in control, thank you for what Isaiah 55.13 has recently meant to me. 
Thank you for what Isaiah 55.13 has recently meant to others. As we as a church ponder what Isaiah 55.13 might mean to us and how we might respond, give us your Holy Spirit for wisdom, for discernment, for clarity, for conviction, for boldness. We thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus, who paid the price that we might be saved. Amen. Peninsula Hope Church, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And God is in control.